0: Okay, how is it going? So, welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. We are closing in on 150 episodes, but today we have uh, a—it's about episode 140, maybe give or take an episode. I've got my good mate Brendan Covino on again for another episode. This is like the third or fourth now. Um, You might know him as the person who really loves eggs on Twitter. Nowadays, (laughs) but maybe not at the time I think when we've done the first two episodes, but nowadays I've definitely gotten that reputation. (laughs) And uh, assuming you've listened to our previous episodes together, maybe I'll just say, like, maybe introduce yourself briefly, just so we won't say as much as the previous two times, and then we'll just kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, so um, good one, actually, because what am I now? So people actually know me by my name, which is Brenda Cobbino. I am known as... Someone who looked like John Cena, the wrestler, but a black version, that's one. The other thing that I'm known as is for being a fitness influencer who loves eggs. And yeah, I'm just an I'm just I'm just a guy who trains people, likes eggs, looks like John Cena. That's really it. In my regard.
0: That's a a good way to pretty much summarize it. So in today's podcast episode i thought you know the other two times i think we had a few topics in mind and we had like some general chit chat which was uh which was enjoyable but in today's podcast mm. episode i thought we'd do something quite different uh, considering i know you're very active on twitter i thought mm. you know I'd get up a, a few tweets that you'd made and then we could like just kind of just talk about them in a bit more depth none of the more like yeah you know the, the crazier ones that i, I, I seeing <laughs> there, but um, just more that i feel <laughs> like you know more related to a uh, um The main purpose of this podcast which is like more fitness and nutrition advice and once i was like oh you know what that would be good to to speak about in a bit more depth especially um just yeah for the listeners so number one um and i thought i'd start off with just one that I retweeted. I think it was literally yesterday where you said too many people focus on going really low with RDL, so Romanian deadlifts. Uh, the mm. second it goes below the knees, holding a dumbbell or barbell, becomes more of a lower back movement. My general mm. rule is to just go below the knees. If you feel the full stretch on your hamstrings, then it's enough. Uh, what made you want to tweet that?
1: So uh, you know how there's always a uh, influence on... Instagram is in particular, not really that much on TikTok, but there's always an influencer on Instagram who has found a new way to activate the muscles, right? Yeah. Uh with RDLs, there's one that I saw not too long ago where the person got, I think they stood on a bumper weight plate. One or two bumper weight plates. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It
0: don't <laughs> even make a difference.
1: <laughs> and they're like, oh, if you want to activate your your glutes will do this. I was just like, you're not even training your hamstrings on like that rate. Right? What, what are you talking about? It's just, it's just like people, they focus because I have a lot of people. I like to call myself a master of the hinge movement, right? People always ask me with RDLs, how low should I go? How low should I go? And I always ask them the question, when do you feel in your hamstrings? And then, like, oh, I feel it around when it comes to like, just around my knee area. But I thought it should go a lot lower than that. I asked them, why they can't give me a proper answer right and I'm like do you feel it in your lower back when you go really low but they're like yeah I have issues where I feel in my lower back and so on and so forth and because I've been asked this this question so many times and I've seen those uh, that video or videos of people doing the RDLs or whatever with a bumper plate on it on their foot I just had to say to myself I'm gonna make this tweet because way too many people are misinformed in regards to this, and they're just using their lower back more, and then they always say, "Oh, I used to do RDLs, but my lower back is is cooked because of it." So yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that thing with the bumper plate beneath the feet because I think mm. the first time I ever saw that was back in 2019 when I was working in, mm. a, uh, mm. in Fulham, and I remember seeing it and just thinking, "What is the whole point?" that because I was looking at the person doing the exercise and it was with a personal trainer and it it wasn't making a difference. Like they were still going to the same depth with the RDL. So I was like, okay, that's pointless. And you know, I looked it up online and they said it's just because you can basically have more of a range of motion when you're doing well, that was a thought process behind it. Like you it will give you more of a range of motion because you're higher off the ground, but then that doesn't make sense because then it would just go into your lower back if you're going that low. Like, you don't need to go that low. So I just thought, yeah, man, that's just so well said. And it's a common yeah. mistake I see as well. Just people just go way too low with the RDL. I'm mm-hmm. Like,
1: hey,
0: you don't need to go all the way down. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm. there you go.
0: So was there anything else you wanted to, to add to that before I bring up the next one?
1: A lot of people, right? So when I first got taught how to do RDLs myself, I think it was so complicated. I don't even know why, but it was so complicated teaching or not being not teaching in terms of me teaching it, but when I got taught, I was like, you have to do this and, and what? And this what? Nowadays, I just tell people, an RDL, here's the thing. Envision this. Make your knees soft. How do I do that? If you make your knees soft, have a slight bend of them. They're soft. They're not like, you know, when you do a squat, your knees are like harder, stable, so and so forth. Make your knees softer, right? cool soft knees. Have a curve in the lumbar spine. What's the lumbar spine? Your lower back. Okay. Keep your back straight throughout the thing. Okay. Push your butt back as you do that. Oh, I feel the stretch now. Oh, that's how good I feel. Oh, oh, okay. Like it's for me. It's easy to teach. Because I've seen so many people do it wrong. I've done it wrong myself. But once I kinda of just tell people, keep your knees soft, keep your back, uh, your lower back arched, keep your back straight in general, and focus on pushing the butt back whilst keeping your knees soft. They see the movement happening. and they're like, I feel the stretch and the and the uh, in my hamstrings, or I like to say as simply as possible, the back of the legs, because some people don't know what hamstrings are. And there you go. And you're laughing from then. And I just feel like RDLs can be simple. But people, A, tend to overcomplicate it, and B, people tend to think they've found new ways to activate the uh, glutes or the hamstrings more when they haven't. And I just think people just need to... When it comes to the gym, I like to say it's a science, not rocket science. A lot of people try to do way too much of it. Mm. But that's that. That's all I have to say in regards to that one.
0: Yeah, I heard a a quote the other day. It's funny you say that because I heard a, a quote the other day on a podcast I like to listen to for personal trainers. And uh, like they they know 100% what they're speaking about. But they said uh, one thing was like being 100% science based in uh, 2024 is the new skinny fat. And I thought that was just, <laughs> <laughs> I just that was, uh, quite funny That's because, yeah, it's a science. But it, a lot of people do like to overcomplicate it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah so next we are had up is uh, just a reminder that you can absorb around 90% of protein from cooked eggs as opposed to the 50, percent from raw eggs. What made you want to tweet that one? Remind me
1: again. So
0: I think the conversation was more or less like someone was just um I, I think it was a study you had up because you it was when around the time you were discussing that you can uh, absorb more protein from cooked eggs than raw eggs because I think someone was trying to pull you up oh, the, to the, the, the point of the ninety
1: the, the, percent uh bioavailability absorption sorry the 90% absorption rate with cooked eggs versus the 50% with raw eggs right
0: yeah and I think just was yeah. trying to tell you that why do you do that because raw you, you do like raw eggs aren't as good of a protein source
1: so so for what I've read, so I've actually been studying this a lot more recently right and it's come to the conclusion that I, I will source study to you after this podcast but essentially raw eggs and eggs in the sense of muscle protein synthesis is actually a lot more similar than you think it is. There's no significant difference as opposed to just the uh, absorption rate in general, right? So what I always do when it comes to eggs, because for me, I eat a lot in general, right? I eat a lot and I'm always on the move. So how can I eat a lot, be on the move and do it consistently, right? And I just say to people, listen, like I... I have raw eggs because it's convenient. The first, when I, I'm different, right? Some people, they like to wake up in the morning, cook their breakfast, spend like 20, 30 minutes in the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. For me, when I wake up, I wake up to do the stuff that I have to do. Brush my teeth, have my eggs, go to the gym, go to work. Straight, straight, bam, 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 bam. And the thing is, people tell me, oh, cooked eggs, you know, just come for your eggs. It only takes about five minutes to cook them. I say, of course. But then it takes me 15 minutes to eat them because I'm eating so much. Having 10 eggs is a lot. That's the thing. I have them raw. People, the only thing I am worried about or I, the only small concern I have is in regards to salmonella. That is it. I like to take risks, Leo. I like to take risks, all right? If I get salmonella touch, would I don't? I'll be okay. But without sign of ignorant, right? My whole point to people is that I do things because I, I do it for convenience, mm. right? I do it straight for convenience. I don't do it. I don't like to overthink too much when it comes to science-based stuff with nutrition or with fitness or with the gym in general. I just like to say, this is that. This is what I've seen. This is why I do it. And go on from there. Because whenever I research studies, you know me, I'm a nerd. I always research uh, meta-analysis. Whenever I do it, I take my time. I see every single point. I then go on from there and continue. But I always say to people, this is what has been said. I don't say this is the absolute right decision to do. And so on and so forth. Because people can come to me and say, actually, they prefer to have cooked eggs. Or they prefer to with the eggs. Do it then. Don't have raw eggs because of me. I have raw eggs because I do it. For my uh convenience, I'm not out here telling people you need to go and have raw eggs to get big. That's just stupid. That's such a it's a, that's such a like clickbait TikTok sort of thing to do. If you have raw eggs, you will get big like me. Okay, sure.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's like you yeah, said. Fair. You're, I think you've said it several times on Twitter where you're aware that cooking it is probably going to be better from like a protein sort of aspect. Or yeah, just, yeah from. Uh, and like absorption sort of aspect but you're not fussed about that you're doing it more for more so for convenience you wouldn't really be able yeah. to, to keep up with the cooking method it wouldn't really fit in your schedule as well so yeah it makes complete mm. sense and um yeah people are probably just pulling it you up on it time to time just because they've probably never seen you say that and then you just mm. have to say it again uh but yeah that makes complete sense it was um i don't even feel like i have anything to add to that apart from what you've already said um mm. which but you know what you like? I don't cracking that many eggs. It must take you like twenty, thirty minutes as well. But no, like how many eggs is it? You usually raw eggs. Do you have?
1: Uh, t- six absolute minimum, absolute minimum six. On average, eight to ten. And on a bit on a day where I'm having a bit more, twelve to fifteen. Okay, those are large ones. So that's the equivalent to like. I always say for a large egg, you're also adding another one or half an ex- an extra half egg, so it's a lot.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, but um, obviously works for you. So, uh, th- did you want to add
1: anything else until I go on to the next point? Honestly, all I can say to people when it comes to stuff like that or my tweets, just like I told everyone else, um, uh, when it comes to other influencers or whatever, I just say, listen, guys. Take everything people say on the internet with a pinch of salt and go about your day, see what works for you. I like to research on myself a lot. I haven't made any notes of it, but I research on myself a lot. So if I say something works for me, give it a go for yourself. If you feel like it doesn't suit you, then guess what? Try the other option. I'm not here to say the absolutes. I'm just here to say this is what I do. That's it.
0: Mm. Okay, so... um. The next tweet I had up was um so a good amount of my female clients or women in my DMs like wanting to know how to build bigger glutes whilst losing fat. Let me tell you yeah. a few things. Do make protein your best friend, do yeah. become a hip hinge fiend and progressively yeah. overload, do minimize or better to completely eliminate alcohol for better muscle protein synthesis. Do not forget mm. to prioritise protein. Do not forget uh, get less than seven hours sleep. And do not do hundreds of mm. glute kickbacks thinking that's going to make a significant impact. Uh, yes. obviously I 100% agree as well. Uh, but what mm. made you tweet that?
1: Again, a lot of female friends I have. Uh, so this comes from someone who has, who's got a big bum, right? I have a big bum. Great news. I didn't really ask for one, but I made it happen, all right? Great. Genetics and working hard has got me to the stage. Cool. I have seen how it works for me, right? In terms of how my bum grew a lot bigger and how I've been stronger with it and so on and so forth over the years, right? And I've seen that. with me, I have a lot of female friends and a lot of my female clients. A lot of their goals are to build big, uh, bigger groups. But then one thing I've seen, again, this is more of an Instagram thing for like 2019, maybe 2018 sort of time where you'll have a girl who says, OK, a girl who's got good genetics and has worked hard, fair enough, who says, oh, to get big glutes, you have to do 100 squats in between this set and then do 500 glute kickbacks and this and that. And I just tell people, listen, the work, the exercises that activate the glute medius and the glute maximus, in my opinion, not In my opinion, from research, actually, Remaining deadlifts, big big friend, uh, fan of that. Hip thrusts, Bulgarian split squats, all these sort of exercises that you see, uh, forty five degree extensions that are glute focus. All these exercises you see have actually been studied and proven to help build glutes. So that's the exercises that help with the glutes. But when it comes to you do all the exercises, that's great. You can do all the exercises, exercises in the world. But we progressively overload if you don't sleep enough. Don't know about that. We progressively overload if you don't get enough protein. Don't know about that. So if you're not having enough protein, it's not going to help. It's not going to help you uh, get any stronger, and you won't get any bigger glutes if you don't get enough sleep. you'll know what bad sleep does to you in, in, in general. So you need to be ensuring that alongside of doing those exercises, you get better sleep, you get more protein. A lot of women that I know don't have enough protein. Yes, for some reason protein is scary, and I have no idea why. But you know, one of my good friends—I won't name her name. She's a vegetarian, and she has lost a lot of weight, but she hasn't gone to the gym. So she's one of those girls that's actually lost weight, but she wants more shape. Do you understand? And I tell her what she's need to, to go to, to, to get the shape because I like, without something like a creep, I know genetics very very well. And I look at her, I'm like, you have the potential to build what you want but you're gonna to have to make protein your best friends and you're gonna to have to do this and do that because if you don't it's just not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen so i really am a big fan of telling a lot of women hip hinge workouts protein and sleep will be your best friends when it comes to when it comes to building a big bum
0: yeah i think you uh nailed it pretty well not to mention that you know in regard to sleep being chronically sleep deprived obviously is not only going to make gym performance worse and and progress even tougher but it's just going to make life in general suck um Mm -hmm. but yeah you want to be making protein your best friend i feel like it's so common for people just to be under consuming protein too Uh, when i Mm. uh, and i find it kind of depends where in the world the person is based i've realized that in portugal whenever i speak to people typically people are actually doing really well on protein intake here on average more Mm. so but i feel like Mm. in england I've noticed that yeah. yeah, they're just like not eating enough on average. Um, mm. Hip hinges, yeah, amazing for the glutes. Obviously, progressive overload—you can't make progress without applying it. Um, Alcohol—I alcohol feel here. like I feel like it's probably one of the biggest culprits to a lack of fitness progress. That doesn't get—that just gets like too shoved to the side, and yeah. um, and people want to yeah. worry so much about. Um, you know, like these other just minuscule factors as to why they're not progressing, whereas at the end of the day, it's probably more so to do with the fact that you're drinking most days of the week and not doing any and, and you're continuing to do that. And, mm. uh, and and you could be, you know, eating really well and sleeping great most or actually you can't really sleep too great if you're drinking loads of alcohol if you're drinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. eating really well and maybe getting your water in and doing all your exercise sessions. But if you're drinking nearly every single night, maybe more than a couple of drinks a night and progress is always no, to be tougher no to come no. by. So you've just got to ask how important is it for you to really be drinking that much as well.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's a big, that's a big factor that I want to, you know, that's the point I want to add on. I think alcohol is one of the most, in my opinion, it's one of the most destructive components in regards to inhibiting or just, yeah, in regards to inhibiting gym progress. I think people really don't, understand how bad it can be so here's an example right or here's what i've realized right a good amount of my male friends eat not necessarily similar to me but let's say the amount that i eat they probably eat half of that right and if you were to eat half of what i eat you're still going to get big in my opinion because i I eat a monstrous amount of food or monstrous amount of protein so they eat similar or yeah, let's say they eat similar to what I eat. And okay, genetics can count. And they go to the gym like four, five, six days a week. So they eat what eat similar to what I eat, they go to do gym four, five, six times a week, but their physiques and their health isn't like mine at all. And not that a lot of them have, but you have me one and two you say, Oh, it's down to genetics and so on and so forth, right? Going to Chelsea games. Uh, these days, right, has made me realise how much people drink in this country they drink a silly amount of alcohol, I'm talking I think the most I've had in the past five, maybe f- five, four years, is three pints in the city, and I felt like absolute crap I don't even drink these days, I don't need to, I don't need to and the thing is, people drink so much, right? Those same friends drink so much that you are—you think you look at them, and you're like, "Dude, you're eating sooner to what I eat." You go to gym all the time, but you get like five hours of sleep a night. On top of that, you drink a silly amount of alcohol. You're not helping yourself at all. And this is—they think, "Oh, but it's just one or two uh, pints." I'm not like going on a heavy bender. And I tell people, it's not the way it is. Think of it like getting a jab to the face in boxing. You get one jab to the face, okay, it, it's different to you, it hurts, but it's not as hard as a hook or uppercut, right? But if you get two jabs, three, four, five, six, it counts, up and up and up before you know it, you're knocked out. And mm-hmm. I keep telling people, really, when it comes to alcohol, you really need to start seeing it as something that is bad. There's just no health benefits towards it. And when it comes to fitness, alcohol, that's why beer belly exists. Because some people's alcohol, they have so much alcohol, their guts are out there, but their arms aren't that big. It doesn't make any sense. How? How can that be? And I tell people, alcohol is not your friend. You need to start understanding that it's really inhibiting your progress in the gym and the fitness in general.
0: Yeah, well said, man. Yeah, but alcohol just, honestly, it's not it. It's not it. And it, it definitely makes... I feel like many people who a lot of the time are struggling to make fitness progress... You know, this isn't everyone, but if the truth is and you drink a lot, then it could be exactly. worth looking into whether or not it's serving you. And, you know, if if it's something you want to overlook and you don't want to drink less, then it's probably because you more than anyone needs to actually start drinking less as well. Because, yeah, because, you know, it's just it gets. Uh, yeah i've seen observed amounts and in, in the same breath they won't be on un- they'll be unsure as to why they're not making progress and i can assure you maybe yeah. there are other factors going on but alcohol would definitely be one of those uh, major ones I Any? Mean, was there anything else you wanted to add before i go on to the next point uh tweet nope. okay so this one was actually a really good one and you actually i think you posted it last year but while I was scrolling, I came across it again and I was like, you know what, this is still too real and I feel like it's only getting worse. Bodybuilding indes- The bodybuilding industry has grown a lot since 2019. TikTok has an algorithm that provides educational videos on gear cycling after seeing loads of young influencers on gear. Teenagers are impressionable. I'm talking 16-year-olds are now taking steroids. It's nuts.
1: Crazy. Yeah. It's, what do you want to tweet that? It's one of... I think it's one of my biggest issues with fitness today. It's forget about the TikTok kids who think they know it or whatever. That's one that's one story. In no universe should a 16 year old kid, and I say kids because that's what they are, should a 16 year old kid consider taking any sort of performance enhancing drugs to get a bit bigger in the gym it is ridiculous how many children are influenced by just taking whether it's just a little bit of testosterone or just a bit of steroids i'm just gonna try it out dude what are you doing to yourself it is so pathetic and for me coming from somebody who gets accused of being on steroids here and there it's Obviously, I'm different in the sense where my genetics are different. I understand that wholeheartedly. But I have built this physique. I haven't even been lifting for a decade. I've been lifting for seven years and and seven and a half years. I have built this physique. I feel great. I have nothing that I've added onto my body. I haven't done any uh, drugs, no steroids, no nothing. That's me. A lot of people that I see on my page don't want to have my exact physique. They want to have something that's similar, or half the size of my physique. Something that's just a bit healthy. Yeah, those people are being influenced by taking steroids. And you see a lot of these guys on TikTok as well. And it's just ridiculous because it breaks my heart that a lot of these influencers out there uh, still, to this day, lie about being natural. In a generation where we are actually more open, if you take steroids now, do you understand? And there's a thing where we need to really speak on the impact of steroids, and really start to understand—not understand, understand sorry—really start to warn people the pure, the pure destruction that steroids can cause towards your body, because it's something that really shouldn't be played around as something light. It really affects your entire life, and that's—and that's, and that's why I'd say in regards to that because goodness me i can go on for years about steroids especially with kids yeah and I, i'm
0: i think i've seen you tweet this before so i feel like um you're about to agree with me on this one but correct me if I, if you don't see it the same way but i don't think either of us care if like an adult takes steroids like i, I don't give a damn if someone does or doesn't take steroids who's you know old enough to take yeah. it but when it comes yeah. to it, like kids uh, yeah. being influenced because the thing is it's these powerful algorithms now that are only showing like the top 0.001% of physiques to their face continuously every single oh. year, uh just hours straight depending on how long they're on the yeah. app and some of these kids they're very addicted to uh, their social media apps I've seen like my brother is 13 years old I've seen his screen time I've seen the screen time of his friends and it's like it's it's mad it's mad yeah. so to yeah they're on the yacht for that long and then if they you know like i the thing is even just speaking about it from again my brother's 13 the way he's talking about fitness and his body and 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 just yeah things surrounding that it's just very like interesting because it's nothing that ever crossed the mind my mind as a 13 year old which okay i'm only one person but no one that i even noticed growing up in south london in secondary school with hundreds of other people my age and the things that are coming out of his mouth, I'm like, wow, I, I don't know what is going on on the app you're like, um, yeah. or what you're seeing or what all your friends are seeing. And this is what you're worrying about. And the fact that you like you want to be ripped and you want to be massive. And, and this is like a normal conversation. Like, it's interesting because, again, I, I I didn't know anyone who even thought about that Days day. Like, you, like mm. you might have done a few push ups here and there and mm. whatever. But yeah, it's just crazy to me and then obviously they're being pushed these unrealistic physiques every single day you know they're still kids they're still developing they're still growing through puberty and then obviously this is what they're comparing themselves to and then you can quickly see why it gets to the point where it's like i just need to i i just need to take something and and because i'm the one that its physique is not good because i've been continuously pushed with the top 0.1 percent of physiques for hours every single day for the past two years so yeah, and um no it's just crazy because the damage they're doing to themselves is is one that's going to affect them for the rest of their life number one and then number two it's um i was going to say something else and then number two yeah a lot of them aren't even past the newbie gains phase it's like you Fantastic. have you, know, you you know that phase where you you start the gym and you just progress flies because you've never done anything before. You like you look at yeah. a barbell and you grow. Like they're yeah. not even past that phase yet, and they're already yeah. um, talking about getting exactly. bigger and and uh, and it's just yeah, it's it's kind of frightening because even like now I'm scrolling on on a TikTok or Instagram and I'll be seeing like young guys talking about yeah I'm I'm taking steroids. I'm 16 years old and I'm like fucking hell. Yeah.
1: And that's the and that's the thing because it's so normalized like I can imagine me and you were similar ages right imagine like back in art uh, back in like what 10 yeah like 10 12 14 years ago we would be saying yeah bro I've going to the gym it one it was rare for someone yeah. who was around 16 to be no like 14 sorry to be going to the gym that's one very rare. Two, very rare like if you were a guy like I was skinny, but I because I had some broad shoulders, people thought I was hench. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, I just go tennis, I don't do anything, right? So, one, going to gym was already rare. Two, taking steroids, people make fun of you. People make fun of you, they'll be like, oh, you take steroids, you don't care anymore. How is somebody who has been to the gym for a few months at absolute most, not even a year? considering taking stories, i do not understand i do not know i will not understand how somebody who's just been to the gym in under a year is considering taking stories. it does not make any sort of sense to me whatsoever and the only reason why they're doing it as you were saying is because the algorithm has pushed the zero the top 0.0001% physique out there making them believe that that's the normal physique to get and so on and so forth because they look at someone like, you know, Sam Sulek, if you know who that is, and he's got an amazing physique, great physique, but he's on an enormous amount of steroids, right? And it's something where, because they see it, they get motivated, and so-and-so, they start to question, how would I be like if I took steroids? Hmm, maybe if I know someone who can help me, they can get me into this game, and so-and-so forth. And before you know it, they have a cycle for, like, you know, let's say six weeks. You think oh I didn't actually make that much games I actually and it's like ah, dude you're 16 come on but that's the thing because nowadays nowadays remember back in our day not like an old man but back in our day
0: <laughs> trust me
1: it's crazy back in our day no one would really go to the gym like that unless you were privileged to go to the gym right because you remember, you know, like, it wasn't that accessible. Like, it was accessible, but it wasn't that accessible, right? And people weren't, as motivated, you were, just, you were just either a sporty person or you weren't. And then two, the fact is that back then, being big wasn't that desired like that. You just wanted to be sporty. But now it's turned to being big. And because to be big, you have to make those sacrifices. Now everyone wants to be big. Now, everyone is trying to be big. I know guys who are 18 or just turned 18, you know, they're 30. No offense to them, but they've taken steroids. They've ruined, They, in my opinion, ruined a lot of their adult life by doing that just for an extra inch or two on your biceps. Why? It's not worth it, especially as a kid. So, steroids is a funny concept. And now that it's gotten onto kids and is normalized a lot is crazy.
0: Yeah, 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 it's crazy. But again, I do want to emphasize to the listener like, generally, I, I don't give a damn if someone does a date, does yeah. take steroids, if you know, as long as they're old enough. But yeah, it's just the issue of it seeping down into like, you know, under 18s where it's just like, this is madness. And, uh, mm. and you know, on that, yeah, or just, and I think you phrase it really well. If you've, you've been working out for a few months or not even longer than a year or not even longer than two years, like, I don't know what the hell you're thinking about even considering jumping on it. Like, that's mm. just. Pathetic. I'll put it there's no other way I can describe it. Is yeah, it? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Have some damn patience, man. Like there's anything yeah, worth doing honestly. takes time. Like you don't even you're not gonna know that much about working out or about your body or going to the gym or what exercises work for well or what don't or in just under two years. Like go through that process of trial and error first. Wait until you're old enough and uh and then whatever you want to do is your business. But yeah, man, it's it's crazy how much pressure these uh young people are feeling nowadays. H- how old are you again, by the way, more or less?
1: 26, 27 in two months.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought so. Um, yeah, ma'am. Yeah, it's just crazy. Was there anything else you wanted to add before I go on to the next point? Uh,
1: uh, no. Uh, I've done uh, talks on steroids, uh, similar to this actual topic in terms of steroids with young kids on TikTok. I've done it with a student who was doing something for radio... I think two weeks ago, and that was a long conversation we had. That was really fun. So, but I think I've actually spoken about it quite enough recently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, now I'm all right. Nothing else to really add on for that.
0: All right. Uh, so next post do not dirty bulk, it's just not worth it. You feel worse, you feel lethargic, you breathe heavier, your day to day life becomes more challenging just because you want to build muscle. In air quotes, quicker. Take your time with it. Eat the right foods and learn to build mu- muscle rather than dirty bulk. What made you want to tweet that?
1: You know what? It's funny because me and you have both experienced dirty bulking. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And and do you, it's so funny to me. So my timeline is: I first went to the gym around 2015 for like I think two times a month, maybe doing absolutely nothing for three months. Sometime in 2015. Went for like one or two weeks in first year uni during the end of twenty sixteen, uh, beginning of sixteen. But I actually started bodybuilding and being in the gym properly since December sixteen, right? In that time, and I don't know. Oh God, I did so well. I built muscle from December sixteen till August seventeen, but the idea of bulking got into me, right? It got into me and I wanted to get bigger, faster. Bearing in mind, I had grown a good amount from in one year. even one year in like nine, ten months, right? I decided to dirty bulk. And dirty bulking, I got bigger from it. And the best thing that happened in the dirty bulk was that I benched 100kg quicker. Fine. Fine. But in that time, my health got a lot worse my back started to hurt more. I felt lethargic. I felt crap. I felt like I couldn't really do much. I was such a static creature. I just couldn't do anything of myself other than just go to the gym, right? And for the way I looked, it wasn't even worth it because, okay, I got a bit bigger, but I was just purely out of shape. I was out of shape as hell. Like, I I look back at some photos, I'm thinking, the jump from 2017 towards... um mid-2018, before I went on a mini-cut, was terrible. I couldn't believe it. I looked great in August 17, but I don't know what in my mind told me that I was not good enough and that I was not big enough. Because what makes it even worse was that after I cut down a bit in, uh, in 2018, I looked, I felt, to myself, I looked average. So guess what I did again, Leo? In December 2018, I decided to bulk again. Dirty bulk again. This time, even worse. Before, even worse, and I just felt like (laughs) I felt terrible. I felt absolutely terrible. I couldn't do anything, I couldn't. I'm never gonna get into the nitty-gritty of it, but I just couldn't do much with my with my life at all, and it was so embarrassing. And the reality is that it just pushed me back, it put me back, it put me back so much. Whereas if I just continued what I was doing from 2017 onwards. I felt like I could have been in a way better position. So my opinion, I really don't recommend Dirty Balkan, because I just think it's not ideal. We are not pro bodybuilders who need to do this sort of stuff where they need to balloon up and then cut down in, in, a, in a shorter period. We're not them. We need to understand that we are normal people who are just going through the fitness, um, who are trying to achieve their fitness potential we don't need to do this whole dirty bulking and so on and so forth i really advise people to learn how to build muscle not bulk
0: mm. and uh just so we clarify i think the meaning of dirty bulk to the listener uh, my understanding mm. of it i don't know if you have a different one is where you just for dirty bulk specifically is where you just kind of just eat whatever and anything with like no sort of limit and you just yeah and that's pretty much it which yeah. I wouldn't say I personally did. I did more. I was still like, this was like.
1: 20, no, you never. You never dirty bulged. You just bulked a bit, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I I bulked up. Yeah. But and I was I was eating a lot, but to be fair, I was moving around a lot. Like I was averaging like twenty five thousand steps a day. Um, it was when oh, I wow. was working in Fulham and I was doing classes, training like six times a week. Um,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, it was a lot, and I, I had a lot of walking throughout the day, back and forth. So, like, mm. but I was eating. I was eating too much, and I didn't really give a damn about the quality of my food either like it was just whatever as long as it fit and i was eating but i definitely got i just got fat i would say i would just say at the prime of it i just got fat and looking back like i could say like the last six kg i didn't even need like it was just six kg, yeah six six six, seven kg (laughs) too heavy um yeah Cause yeah, after I lost about six or seven kg, I was like, you know, what, I could have just gone up to here because I actually look great now. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty, that's kind of yeah, that, that was what happened with me. But yeah, dirty bulking specifically, like what I did, I would already say, like, nah, like, um, you want to be prioritizing quality foods, etc. That's for a different chat, but yeah, dirty bulking mm. specifically, like that never really made sense in my head. And I, I definitely, mm. like you said, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, mm. You know, if you're going to eat in a slight surplus, do it. It's, it's an easier place to build muscle, prioritize quality, mm. quality foods. Um mm. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that's the way forward. But, yeah, eating everything and anything. I, it, the thing is, there's a lot of research now that shows, and we notice now, is that that doesn't even speed up the muscle gain process. Eventually, there comes a point where you're just gaining fat. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, no. with dirty bulking, especially where you just... You might speed it up for like, I don't know, the first couple of weeks, but after, yeah, you're just you're just gaining fat after. Yeah. There's no not gonna be any benefit that comes from just eating anything and everything with no limits.
1: And this is the thing. That's what I was think that's Oh Leo. I've you know, I've preached about dirty bulk and, and how I just think in my In my humble opinion, it's just BS. Again, you just told me that there are recent studies. I haven't even seen much of them. I've seen one or two studies, but I haven't even seen the very recent studies that have shown it. But it just proves to me that dirty bulking doesn't help you the way you think it does. And a lot of people don't understand it because they go on what I like to call a seafood diet. You see food, you eat it. Simple as that. You just, you just, you just like you could not I used to have two last Domino's pizzas every three days. That's BS. Why would I do that to myself? Two last domino pizzas. You know how much calories that is. That's it. That is and not only the calories. Forget that. But ah, oh, every three days. Why? Could I bulk broken up? Broke. I want to get big. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. It's nonsense. that I. I oh my god. I. It kills mm-hmm. me because I think to myself, where did I get this misinformation from? You told me to dirty bulk. You told me I don't remember who told me. If it, if it was someone that was close to me or if I uh, saw something on Instagram back in the day, what told me? I don't know. But I always say to people, dirty bulking does a lot more harm than it does good. Just focus on building muscle, eat in a slight surplus, eat your my, your foods that are nutritionally dense, high in micronutrients blah, 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 another day, another conversation, and just go on from there. That's that.
0: Yeah, man. I think you uh, put it pretty well. I've got um, one more, but I feel like we kind of touched on this a lot to the point where I was almost not going to mention it, but we can speak about it briefly, is uh, forget what social media says, forget it. The pure basics, learn basic compound movements, lift heavy Mm. and progress weekly, monthly, eat more protein, eat unrefined carbs, eat vegetables, high in fiber and vitamins, sleep well, Mm. 7-8 to hours on average, please. What made you want to tweet that?
1: I just feel like people really tend to overcomplicate what to do when it comes to fitness, especially those who begin. Because they will tell me, oh but this person told me this or this person told me that and i just say listen you have you have your good foods you have you know you get enough sleep you have your proteins you do mini compound workouts because all these fancy workouts that you see on instagram or tiktok okay they could help but that's for when you actually understand what you're doing then can you come, then can can come to a conclusion whether that is a sufficient workout or not at the end of the day Sleeping well, having protein, having enough protein. Oh, sorry. Sleeping well, having enough protein, having um, enough enough
0: vegetables.
1: Vegetables, yeah. Vibor vegetables. Sleep. Uh, every, everything. Sorry. Sleep. Protein. Vegetables. Compound exercises. That's it. That's it. And obviously everything else like um front forearm car yada yada yada. Cool if you just do this stuff and go about your day, I swear to God, you will see progress. Not instantly, but you will see progress eventually. And then, once you understand the game a bit more, you can then go on and think, hmm, maybe I'm going to add on an extra day or I'm going to take away a a day or I'm going to add on this and that isolation workout because I clearly lack in this region and so on and so forth. That's great. But for now, Stop overthinking and just do your compound movements. Get used to the mechanics of lifting weights in general whilst having your protein, whilst getting enough sleep and whilst having freeze-out and nutritionally dense. And you will be fine. That's it. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to this damn influencer who's got 15 years of gym experience. Just, just please stop and just yeah. go about your day
0: yeah so just about sticking to the basics that you named, really um yeah compound movements um lift he- uh, progressively overload lift heavy closer relatively Correct. close to failure more protein unrefined yes. carbs vegetables fiber sleep well and those are your pillars pretty much um yeah so i don't yeah. even feel like i have too much to add to that but uh was there anything else you wanted to say overall from the conversation that we've just had so far Um, Um, touch on before you finish or
1: say honestly all I can say to people is when it comes to fitness please don't overcomplicate it please understand the basics because you can never go wrong with the basics know what works for you know what works for your friends or they can figure out themselves and just go on about your day just do the right things but know that not everything is going to be how can I say Just know that you may get things wrong. And just because you got things wrong doesn't mean that it's over. You can't mess this up. You're in this for life. The second you start fitness, in my opinion, you're in it until you're not able-bodied anymore or until you're dead. Do you understand? So, be easy to yourself but push yourself. Try not to overwork yourself. Try not to overthink. Try to just master the basics you master the basics i promise you you will be so much at ease that's why i can do whatever the hell i want to why because i'm calm i've no the basics are are embedded in me nothing could take the basics. nothing could take the basics away from me i know it all now not know it all but goodness me i know more than enough to get myself around when it comes to the basics so because of that i can then play and intertwine certain things here and there and i'm set so don't overthink, guys Fitness, is, fitness can be hard, but I promise you, it's not that hard. Just go about your day. Enjoy life.
0: No, yeah. That. Well, yeah, what you said about it just becoming a, a journey is uh, true. I even, because I tweeted about that literally this morning. Um, it was something like, because uh, I got a tweet here in front of me. It was like, Whilst doing a gym induction in 2019, I'll never forget when I was asked, once asked by a new gym member who was eager to start strength training, eating well and, and being all around healthier. They, said, they asked me, how long do you think it will take until I've decided I don't want to make any more progress and maintain what I have? And it took me aback because this question was the first time I realized you never really get to that point because once you start, it just forever becomes a journey of continuous self-improvement and um, mm-hmm. and it's like you said so yeah when you start out don't get disheartened if you get things wrong um, it, mm-hmm. it's literally part of the process like it's a trial and error sort of thing um, mm-hmm. it's like when you go into a shoe shop maybe the first pair of trainers that you try on that you like it, it might not be your size or you don't really like it that's okay you didn't fail in picking shoes like you just picked yeah. a different pair uh, it's kind of like your fitness journey it's like trial and error and uh, sometimes that you know trial and error phase can last for a long time um, mm-hmm. It might be very prevalent within the first few months. You might still be figuring out after a year or two, even though it might be a lot less. And by that point, you know a lot more about yourself. Like you're still always figuring things out. Um, but anyway, man, um, yeah, that was a good chat. Was there anything else you wanted to say as well? Because like it's almost been an hour, and I want to be respectful of your time too. And this hour has
1: flown by. I didn't even realize an hour has gone by. So yeah, yeah I mean, nearly. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm 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 chill. Sure I don't have anything else to add. You know I me. Mean? I'm easy. Anytime you want to chat, anytime you want to, uh, any topic you want to talk about, I'm easy because you know we 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 we've got a lot to talk about. We have a lot in common anyway, so in got to that. I'm easy with that. So I'm chill.
0: Okay, we we can we can say one more thing because someone did message me and they were like, "Oh, talk to Brendan about this." I was like, "You know, we can do that as well, actually." And um, mm. he was saying the positives. He wanted us to talk about the positives of joining a gym and training besides getting fit for mm-hmm. example accountability social interaction community and many more because he thinks that many mm. people benefit from the gym more than they think um, mm. and uh and i feel like it's true i feel like mm-hmm. you know he, he nailed it um yeah it's uh it's a great place for community and you know what on that actually say what you might want to say to that and then i'll bring it up
1: yeah, I mean, I think the gym in general, I've always thought to myself, what would that be like if I wasn't in the gym? And I just feel like my mental health would just plummet so much. Uh The gym's community. The gym is a place where people go to be the best version of themselves. People like to move. People like to feel better about themselves, feel stronger, feel happier, feel healthier. And I really recommend people try the gym. But the thing is, is that I come from a privileged background where the gym that I went to was inside a school right next door to my house, hidden away from the general public, right? So I understand that people are a bit nervous and going towards the gym. And I always say, if that's the case, try to go with a friend. If not, join a gym, join some classes, just so you understand the movements and so on and so forth. And you'll just see how much better you feel about yourself in general. Because the gym, the wonders that can do for your mental health and just for your general well-being other than getting fitter is so underrated i think people really just think the gym is about going there to look good and to look sexy and that's it But the reality is a lot more than that so don't undermine what the gym could do for your general well-being and really understand that the well-being that you attain from going to the gym will change your life forever
0: and I feel like a really good message to anyone potentially listening. So if you're listening, and you are like quite anxious about going to the gym, one thing I will say is I feel like and I'd love to hear your opinion on this as well, Brendan is, um mm-hmm. I feel like the gym community and the environment once you're in there is actually one of the most welcoming places like A lot of people think it's very intimidating. Uh, It's not, it's got full of like, it's full of gym bros who are just, I don't know, very egotistical. They're loud, judgmental. Whereas, I feel like in reality, it's actually the complete opposite. Now you might see mm-hmm. incidents and videos online where, you know, some sort of drama is happening at the gym, but just like the top 1% or 0.1% of physiques get pushed on sh- social media, the top 0.1% of gym related content, if that's what you want to watch or that's what ends up on your timeline is also going to end up on your timeline because that's what that's what apps and algorithms do to keep you on the app keep more. You on it, yeah. make you want yeah. to watch more controversial things so yeah. yeah that's it's the same case in regards to the gym environment so don't let that fool you because you will realize that the gym environment and the gym community is one of the welcoming places out there i haven't personally seen I I could potentially say this for maybe my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu do- dojo, but like a, a more welcoming environment where everyone's just very supportive. You know, they want you to get to your goals. They they're there to to support you, mm-hmm. and um and they want to see you succeed.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's exactly I feel the exact same way about the gym. I think you know maybe I mean especially nowadays is deaf is more is a lot more clear. But I feel like maybe back in twenty seventeen sixteen days. I used to actually think the gym was a awful place to go to in terms of if you were at that stage or near to that stage already. Because I used to think people would be judgmental, people would be awful to you, people would be side-eyeing you, people would just want you to go away, especially if you were someone who was a bit fat as well, or very fat, because that's what I was made to believe. But then you quickly find out that that's not the reality at all that the gym is very welcoming, the gym is very open, people want to help you. Whilst they're there for themselves, people want to help you achieve your goals. So I really think people need to understand that the gym is very opening, is very welcoming. And I like to say this, that nobody actually cares as well. And I say this in the sense where, because a lot of people think that when they go to the gym, let's say they're a very obese individual, right? That the whole world's going to be looking at them. I promise you, nobody actually cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, see, you know, I see an obese person in the gym. Good. You're in the gym. You're trying to help yourself. You're trying to bet yourself. Great. I'm not like, oh, damn. Wow. You're in the gym. Oh, wow. But you're so this, you're so that. Come on, man. Let's be real. So people need to get out of that mentality. And even the, and the videos you see online, remember, they are online videos that have pushed you being pushed for your algorithm so you continue to watch it and watch it and then you don't and then you think the world is like that Uh, 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 uh. the world is not like that trust me on that so yeah the gym is very open and very welcoming and going to the gym in most scenarios will change your life for the better
0: Mm, no exactly and i feel like that's a good note to to leave it on did you want to did you want to say anything else about anything before nope. I went on this conversation. But yeah, because this was a this was a fun chat, bro. Um, Very fun. Yeah, always. I think we've got almost to about an hour. Uh, wh- wh- where can people find you? If they want to your stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. So literally first name, surname is always basically it. So Brendan Corvino. So Brendan spelled B-R-E-N-D-A-N. And then is spelled C-O-B-B-I-N-A. That is my Instagram. So Brendan Corvino is my Instagram. My Twitter is different. It's actually I am Kobino. And uh, my TikTok is back to Brenner Kobino. And yeah, email if you want to email me, first name, surname at com. And yeah.
0: Oh, will hyperlink that in the show notes of this podcast episode. So if you want Appreciate to, um, if you do want to check that out and yeah, just follow him on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, then I'll just check out the show notes of this podcast episode and i'll link it there and you know on that note if you're listening from brendan's side and uh, you want to check out i'm probably more active Easy. i go in between instagram and twitter yeah, in between
1: yeah
0: um sort of like right now i haven't been on twitter that much um i've been more so on instagram well, actually more on youtube because YouTube's just been a i feel like a real yes, right at the yeah. moment um but you can only be on youtube so much because uh it doesn't have as many features but um yeah at leo alves pt alves is spelled a-l-v-e-s not with a z um that's spanish spelling but yeah leo alves pt which i'll also leave the link for in the show notes of this podcast episode but um oh. otherwise brendan thank you so much for coming on bro we'll, we'll do another episode again random. someday
1: definitely, man. definitely yeah it's man.
0: always it's always uh, good to uh catch up
1: yes sir you take care of yourself leo, all right thank you for having me you, okay, bro
0: that wraps it up for another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, then please do consider sharing it with your friends, family, group chat, or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode. Otherwise, if you haven't already, then please do leave a five star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And remember, all the relevant links, such as the inquiry form to potentially become a Kairos Online member, my social media handles, a free fat loss guide, and a free workout plan, are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.